Hey, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Sporttainment Podcast. Now, we're joined this week by someone that's the most wanted person in country music. They have a rebel reputation and has hit single after hit single to back up the attitude. Morgan Wallen has skyrocketed into the music scene and headlines over the last few years with hit songs like this. Maybe this might be the last time I get to lay you down. Cause I can't love you more than my hometown. Wallen just dropped Dangerous, the double album, which was the most pre-added album in Apple Music history. The Tennessee native made multiple headlines in 2020 for his music, but a lot of headlines for his personal life. Fans of the show Saturday Night Live are well aware of the singer who was invited to perform to the show, but then was disinvited after a video surfaced of him partying during COVID and let's say getting cozy with some women. But then months later, he was re-invited to the show and they had a skit making fun of Wallen's actions. Even with the controversy surrounding the SNL appearance, Morgan has continued to blow past the expectations and headlines, gaining new fans each day, and joined us to talk about his new album. Morgan, thanks for joining us this week. Congratulations on the album. But before we get into the details of the music, I want to rewind, go back in time to that SNL appearance where you had a skit with the host Jason Bateman poking fun at you being disinvited in the show. Whose idea was that? Yeah, they actually approached me about it. Um, I, you know, I was hoping that we could kind of do something to make fun of the whole situation just because that's kind of what they do, you know. Um, but yeah, they, they approached us with an idea for the skit and we we liked it and we got up there on Wednesday and started rehearsing on Thursday and made some adjustments and changes, but it was their, their idea and uh, I, was, I was really pumped to do it. In the past, some of the musical guests I spoke to that were on SNL were terrified to be part of any skits, but you seemed to have fun and like you enjoyed it. Did it make you kind of get a bit of that acting bug? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I haven't really thought too much too much about it. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I've done only a couple. That was that. That was the first time I've ever done anything like that. And then I played a part in my Seven Summers music, you know, the short film thing. But um, I, I like it. I feel comfortable doing it. I, you know, I think I probably have a little bit of work to do, but I, I really do enjoy it. Um, and Jason Bateman is someone I'm a huge fan of. And he was awesome. He was awesome to me and my whole crew the whole time that we were there. And I feel like I really made a, a, a friendship with him and hopefully, you know, we'll get to, maybe we'll do something together in the future or at least very least be, be friends, but he, he's a great guy. With what happened on SNL in the summer, it did bring a lot of people to your music, whether it be good or bad. And some of the media have painted you with a bit of a rebel reputation and you yourself seem to have kind of reveled in this. But is this who you are? Are you a rebel or are you playing it up? Uh, yeah, I think it is kind of who I am. It just, I think it started for me as, as a kid. Uh, I'm a preacher's kid. Um, and at a young age, I felt like people who had no business telling me what to do, wanted to, wanted to do that. And just because they expected something out of me because I was a preacher's kid. And I just, from that time on, I just kind of all, if someone wanted me to do something, I, I immediately wanted to see what the other options were. So I, I guess it was just something I grew up kind of being and I still kind of have that same attitude and spirit in me. Honestly, what you're saying right now is what I hear resonates with a lot of your fans. You know, you're living your life the way you want it. You're not letting people mold you or paint you into a corner. But Morgan, what the hell? 
a double album. You have 30 tracks, 30 flippin' tracks, 32 if you get the bonus edition at some certain retailers in the States. The album titled Dangerous, the double album, gives, you know, what we just spoke about with your rebel reputation. You know, you pick the song Dangerous as the album title, which is also a track on the album. Was it difficult kind of narrowing it down to this? Yeah, it it was. Um, well, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be hard. Um, that song is a song I wrote with my buddy Ernest um, after I got into a little bit of trouble. And I, I, it was, it was. Uh, if you listen to the song, you may not understand that. I mean, you can obviously tell there's some personal experiences and honesty in the song, but we added like a love, uh, kind of love gone wrong aspect to the song. But it's really a song that I wrote to myself in, in a way. So I, I kind of felt like that was pretty unique and, and special and um just to, and dangerous as a, and, and dangerous as a whole just kind of describes me i think as a, as a person and, and just over the past couple of years some things that have happened i just felt like it was pretty appropriate big country sound on the song something's country which it's getting a lot of play already from your fans but when did you actually write this yeah we we wrote it um me iron hardy and a guy named daniel ross wrote it a couple years ago um we were out on a, a little riders retreat on a on a farm and uh i don't know we just wanted to make i guess we were in that in that mood you know out on the farm thinking about stuff that that we love to do and we that song was like we wrote that song in about 30 45 minutes or something like that it was just kind of fell out kind of just (laughs) fell out yeah that's a wild that you pumped that song out in the amount of time. And you also have a duet with Chris Stapleton on the album and covered another song by another brilliant songwriter, which it's not your first rodeo covering Jason Isbell. But why did you want to put this specific cover on your album and even put a cover song on your album? Uh, well, that's just my favorite song of his. And I, I, that was kind of the song that introduced me to him as an artist and as a songwriter. So it's always been... Uh, I don't know. I, I've always felt a connection to that song. Um, and I used to warm up with it backstage, me and my guitar player. And people would, uh, you know, we'd usually have the door open and people could hear and they could stop by whatever, could sing with us if they wanted, whatever. We we would just be using it to warm up because it's such a, the, there's a lot of range in that song and it helps helps us warm up. And um, a lot of people would come in and poke their head in and ask what song it was. So I noticed that, that people didn't really know it not in our world anyway. So I kind of, I figured, well, what a better way to, to get people in, in my lane. Um, I don't know, a, a way to, to know that song and a way to know Jason. Uh, I, I was just using it as a, because I love it and I thought people should hear that song. So I'm glad that it's, you know, going over the way that it is. Now I have watched some of your videos and concerts and you know, you got that gun show on full display, sleeves off almost all the time, Morgan. What do you do with your sleeves after you rip them off your shirts? Uh, well, whenever I play shows, I cut the sleeves off, put one, put them. Usually, I'll put both in there. I'll, you won't see it, but I'll I'll have one hanging out, and then I'll I'll just throw them out to the crowd and let somebody, uh, you know, one one or two people have them. I just started I started doing it when we um, I guess it's been a year and a half ago now. Um, I didn't really think about it. I just had had it in my pocket. I didn't have it hanging out or anything. And I, when I was leaving the stage, I threw it out there. And then I got on social media like a few hours later and I saw where people had like 
shredded it in pieces like somebody had like this much of it and somebody had like the you know a little bit more so I, I figured that people must actually want to have that so if they I figured if they did then I could do do that do that every single time that I at least if I wore a new cutoff I have wore the same one a couple times but um if it was new I, I I thought that was pretty cool that they really wanted to have it like that so that's what I usually do I was hoping to be honest you said you're maybe collecting them and making a quilt that, that's probably, that's a good idea. I've never thought, I'm not much of a, a knitter or whatever, but I, I'll, uh, I'll keep that in mind. That's a good idea. Now you have a bit of an athletic reputation for your baseball skills, but, but I'm sure you've heard of some of your fellow country artists who jokingly questioned your basketball skills. What are your hoop skills actually like? And, you know, is there a secret pickup league in Nashville that you're part of? No, I haven't even picked up a basketball in a long time. I, I, uh, I actually, me and me and a few of my friends played in a softball league and over the, over a, um, probably it ended about a month ago. I didn't get to play in all the games, but it was like, it was me, Chris Lane, Ernest, uh, Jordan Davis, Riley Green, Hardy was in it. A bunch of us artists that live here in Nashville played in the, in the league and it was fun because, you know, we, we, we show up and, it's just like a beer league, you know, it's not secret at all. We just went out there and played against a construction team or something, you know, like it was, it was awesome to be out there. It was one of the most normal things I've, I've gotten to do in a long time. It was, it was fun. I'm curious, what was your team name? Yeah, we, yeah, it was called the Recoupables. So, because <laughs> since we all are on record labels, and <laughs> but it was a, it was a blast. We had a great time. <laughs> How did you guys do? I'll be honest. I only played three games. We won every game that I was a part of. I know that. Um, but no, they didn't. They didn't win. I, I, uh, I just had a lot of things that were happening that was happening in my life, so I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to. But um, they, I don't know. They didn't. They, they didn't do too well without me. That's all I know. I feel like you probably were like the kings of smack talking the other team. Was there any smack talk or singing of classic baseball chants? No, we didn't. We we didn't do much of that. Um, I I don't. I'm not sure why. I, I even even when I was in high school, we didn't do a lot of chanting. It was mostly just a lot of talking uh, bad on on the other team. I I was the instigator for sure when I was playing ball, <laughs> and I was proud of it. But I I guess I I lost a little bit bit of that as I as I got older. I don't know because we didn't really talk a bunch bunch of crap at all. Big thank you to Morgan Wallen for joining us this week for this edition of the Sportainment Podcast. To read more about Morgan Wallen, head over to sportainment.ca.